So true leadership has the ability to kind of sit back and look at the situations and look at the problems from a different perspective and see how can we automate this. It'll learn by itself, it'll use experiences and get better and it can do things more effectively the more it learns. You grew up with a single parent or parents that have yeah. been together with a different data set, with right. a different religious background or different political background. 100%. It's not something that many entrepreneurs can put on their resume sure. as, as something that it's done. And everybody else will absorb that information. And I think that's the power that companies can kind of tap into. Hey, it's Ronsley. Welcome, you AI geek, to Amplify AI. Consider this podcast your digital compass for you, the business leader, wanting to use artificial intelligence ethically and in alignment with your brand's identity to achieve your business goals. Leading and running a business in the world of AI is like solving a Rubik's Cube blindfolded. But this podcast and I are here to make that easy. Every episode is a masterclass in unlocking techniques for using AI as a business leader, founder, owner. Thanks for being here. Let's learn. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Ronsley, and this is episode number 73 of Amplify AI. I have a three-part amazingness conversation that I want to share with you with someone that is definitely a legend in the entrepreneurial space in terms of what he's done, what he's achieved, where he's spoken at, the kind of work that he puts out. His name is Cameron Harold. A lot of you must already know him, but he is the founder of the CO Alliance and the Second in Command, which is a great podcast for all Second in Commands who are the person that is not the founder, that's not the visionary, but the person that's Second in Command that gets everything done. That is such a huge part He's known as a CEO whisperer, but more importantly, he's such a great leader and thinker and has seen so much in the entrepreneurial space, both from consulting to some pretty amazing people, but also in terms of the work that he's done himself with businesses that he's built. Today, we're talking about modern leadership. This first episode is about re redefining what modern leadership looks like and how do we think of that in the age of AI. So enjoy part one, and I have part two and three to come for you. Let's learn. Cameron, so this is really cool. I feel like the world is changing quite drastically over the, you know, we've seen 2023 change. You're called the CEO whisperer, which is fascinating because you really work with COOs and you've mm -hmm. made a, you've got the second in command podcast, you know, you've got the CEO Alliance. And everything you do is about supporting the COO, but you call the CEO whisperer. Right. And I want to acknowledge your journey as an entrepreneur with on 1-800-JUNK, taking it from 2 million to 106 million and growing that company because that in itself is a feat. It's not something that many entrepreneurs can put on their resume sure. as, as something that it's done. How have you seen the last year and what has that, what does that look from your perspective? What have you seen that has changed and what stands out? So that was back around 2006. The publisher of Forbes magazine, Rich Carlgaard, had seen me speak on five different stages. And he said, you're kind of like the CEO whisperer. Like you're always teaching CEOs how to grow better companies. And he wrote a full page article of me in the actual print edition of Forbes talking about my vivid vision concept and what I've done behind the scenes with CEOs. 
And then what he recognized was I'm always helping entrepreneurs make their dreams happen. So everything I do with a COO is helping the entrepreneur make their dreams happen. And in many ways, I'm still whispering into the ears of CEOs about their second in command, right? How to build a better relationship, how to grow the second in command skills, how to find the right second in command. And at the same time, I'm whispering in the ears of the COO, teaching them how to build the connection with their crazy ADD out of the box entrepreneur. So that's where the title came from. 12 months ago, when AI first really kind of blew up into the world, January, February mm -hmm. of 2023, everyone was really nervous. You know, we're going to be out of jobs, companies are going to go bankrupt, it's going to change the massive industry. And that's absolutely happened, right? Yeah. There's massive shifts in the digital marketing space, massive shifts in the copywriting space, massive shifts in, in uh, the software development space. Yeah. It hasn't necessarily put tons of people out of work yet, mm. but I've really seen a leap for the companies that are adopting AI. So what I've been, and what I mean by that is, looking for ways to innovate and to make their business faster, mm -hmm. right? How do you get more done with less people faster? AI is definitely a tool for that. So about eight months ago, I started talking on social media and publicly about the only employees that should be worried about losing their jobs to AI are the employees that don't actually leverage and use AI day to day, mm -hmm. right? Almost like if you said 30 years ago, well, I'm not going to use the internet. Well, that's cool. 30 years ago, that was okay. Yeah. But now you're kind of out of a job, right? right? Or I'm not going to use a, a computer. I'm going to use a typewriter. Yeah. Okay, well, now you're out of a job. AI is going to be a tool that every employee uses. Mm -hmm. And the ones who are ahead of that curve and are learning how to leverage AI, I think are the ones that have the head start. So I've been introducing our CEO of Alliance members to a dashboard called There's an AI for that. Have you seen this? <laughs> yes, yes. It's amazing. It's got like 10,000 approximately different AI tools yeah. that exist to do thousands and thousands of different jobs. And all I want employees doing is playing with different tools. Almost like, remember when you were in grade three and you had to do a book report? Yeah. And all the kids had to read a book and then come in on Monday and do a five minute presentation about what you learned from the book. So what I want employees doing is spending a couple of hours a week playing with any AI tool, play with Descript, play with Midjourney, play with ChatGPT, you know, the one that everybody talks about, play with something, right? Play with Be Human, play with a different tool, and then come in on Monday and say, hey, I tried this tool, here's what I did, here's what I learned, and everybody else will absorb that information. And I think that's the power that companies can kind of tap into right now. Yeah, so it's more doing to understand what AI is Though that's one way, right? Because adults learn in this different cycle. Adults learn through the abstract concepts, right? So we learn maybe by listening to someone or watching a video. Then we learn with the active experimentation, like practicing, trying it out. Then we learn with the concrete experience of using it in our day-to-day -day jobs. And then we learn with reflective observation, thinking back to what we were learning. Mm. So there's a cycle of learning. Mm. So if an employee plays with a tool, they're like, hey, I tried it, I learned it was interesting couldn't really apply it, but if they teach it to someone, that helps their learning and other people go, oh, I'll try that too. Then they tinker with it and they play with it so they get some more learning happening. They might try it and they're, then they can use it in the day-to-day, -day, right? So an example would be, you know, if anybody who's ever done a job posting to hire somebody, yeah. it's like, like you're the head of engineering and you write up this good job posting and you post it, yeah. it kind of sucks. Like yeah. it's not a sales letter. It hasn't popped off the page. You haven't taken it and given it to a copywriter. Now the head of engineering can take a job posting, put it into chat GPT and say, rewrite this so that it sounds more like a sales letter that sizzles so that it leverages NLP so that it's a really good polarizing job posting. And it feels like our company culture, right? 
it pops out and it's like, fuck, that's really good. Yeah. So that's kind of the concrete experience of using it. And I think companies just need to play with it and use it. Yeah. And I think those tools can actually help us be more effective. In fact, <laughs> on artificial intelligence just before, and I was asked a whole bunch of questions, including what is AI and what really is AI? And it was really fascinating because I explained it in, in like basically artificial intelligence is a computer having a brain. It'll learn by itself. It'll use the experiences and get better and it can do things more effectively the more it learns. It's not search, which most people think right. it is and make the mistake. App like Tesla, the AI data set that Tesla has from all these cars driving around the world with these cameras and all right. that data, that's AI. The ability for that car to then drive itself is AI. Right. right. It is what it does with that data. Mm -hmm. So that data is informing it to think for itself, just like us. You know, I think the, the, the way I, I think about it is it's a life form, just like we are. It's just silicon based mm -hmm. and needs data and power to operate. And we are carbon based and we need food and water to operate. It's built like us. It's built on our neurology. It's built on our psychology. It's got long term memory. It's got short term memory and it's learning. It's learning really, really quickly. Mm -hmm. And the data just informs how it should see the world. So if the data is skewed, for example, if the data shows patterns where men are preferred to women or women are preferred to men, then its output and the way it thinks will be skewed. No different than us, right? right? My data set is different from your data set. You grew up in Australia. Correct. You've got an East Indian background. I grew up in Canada. I've got like an Eastern European or Western European background. I have a very different data set, right? right? You grew up with a single parent or parents that have yeah. been together with a different data set, with right. a different religious background or different political background. 100%. That's totally on point. You were talking about these, these different things that we could use, but I would love to first get into leadership because I think that's probably the foundation of everything you do. Mm. How would you explain leadership for someone right now in 2024 most importantly, what kind of advice, right, that you disagree with that's out there? Yeah, I'll give you one, one huge bit that I disagree with is people who say I have 30 years experience or I have 20 years experience. No, you don't. You've got five years experience four times in a row <laughs> or five years experience six times in a row. Yes. Because the reality is, if, I, I heard a saying years ago that has always stuck with me and it's so applicable to AI. If the rate of change outside your business is greater than the rate of change inside your business, you're out of business. And right now, companies that don't adopt AI will die, right? Someone out there will do it better and faster. So the problem with most managers, right? Early stage managers, first time managers, even managers that have been managing people for the like, last five years, their answer to every problem tends to be hire more people. Mm. That's never actually the real answer to the problem. If you go to first principles or root cause, what actually they should be doing is analyzing the system, analyzing the journey, map it all out, try to find more efficient ways to do it, more automated ways to do it, ways to outsource it. So true leadership has the ability to kind of sit back and look at the situations and look at the problems from a different perspective and see how can we automate this? AI comes into that, right? How can we optimize this? AI can come into that. How do we outsource this? AI can come into that. And, and it's the leaders who are looking at that instead of saying throw more people mm -hmm. at the issue. The only time I've ever seen a company that can just throw bodies at it 
is if you're based in India, right? right. Because you just hire 10 more people, right? Because right. the cost of labor is so low. If you're operating in Europe, North America, Africa, the Middle East, you can't just throw bodies, you have to find the efficiencies. And yeah. I think leaders need to do that. Hey, AI Geek, thanks for listening. Your job doesn't stop here. I want you to lend your voice to the conversation. So you can join those conversations, discussions, new trainings, new recordings, and the rest of the AI Geeks by going to aigeeks.co. Also, share this podcast with a friend, another potential AI Geek. Until then, much love 